Ken spends a lot of time away from home, working on the pipeline in Alaska, but our podcast has become his lifeline. Focus on the family has helped my marriage by leaps and bounds. You give us so much meat and potatoes to think about. Like, don't focus on yourself. Put yourself in your spouse's shoes. What are they going through down there? Ken finds our content so helpful that he's eager to share it with others. So I spread that to other co-workers who might not know Christ, who might be having a bad day. You get to know them. Say, hey, by the way, listen to this Focus on the Family podcast. Hi, I'm Jim Daly. Help us spread the word and bring real hope to more marriages like Ken's. Every couple can benefit from godly encouragement, and you can be part of our marriage-building team. Donate today at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash RealFamilies or call 800-THE-LETTER-A-AND-THE-WORD-FAMILY. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Parenting Podcast. As believers in Christ, God hasn't called us or our children to a life of comfort, and you know that. Uh, you're serving a church, you're in the community, it really is a great time to bring your kids along, expose them to some life, and then they feel like they're part of the family, and they also get a taste of how rewarding it can be to serve others, to do a little self-sacrifice. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta. He heads up our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family. And let's go ahead and hear from a conversation Jim Daly and I had with author Shauna Pilgreen, who described how she's tried to involve her kids in evangelistic efforts. When we talk about modeling evangelism for our children, uh, a lot of times we wonder if they're truly watching or they're just mm. bored, especially teenagers. I mean, we're, oh I'll come home and, you know, I'll share a story about something great that happened here at Focus. You know, somebody came to Christ through something that was said right here. Yes. And, you know, most of the time everybody's excited with me, but sometimes... It's a little bit of, are you there? To my mm-hmm. teenagers, you know, mm-hmm. did you hear what I said? Oh, yeah, of course, Dad. Where's the excitement? Where's the enthusiasm? Um, you haven't had to wonder. I mean, your son Sam has really lived out his faith, and what a wise young man he is. I mean, as a middle schooler. In fact, we have a clip of him talking about witnessing to a friend one day in gym class, and I want to play that and get your response. I was in gym class one day, and I see a friend of mine on the ground, and we were playing catch. I know his family was going through somewhat of a hard time, so then I asked him, hey, is it okay if I pray with you? And he said, yes, sure. After I prayed with him, we talked a little bit, and I invited him to church. Three weeks later, he decided to become a Christian, which was amazing. And then he got baptized at our church, as well with his older brother, which is amazing. Wow. I right? mean, yeah, fighting back the tears of joy I with know, that. I know, I know, mean, yes. Parents that are hearing this that have distant children spiritually, you know, we're just going through the days and paying the bills like we kind of talked about at the beginning. Yeah. Um, it's got to throw your heart to see your kids are catching Yes. What you're teaching. And then the parents listening right now, they're saying, okay, Sean, I hear it. How did you do this? Mm-hmm. So speak to all of that. What part is God? What part is your kid's temperament and makeup? And what part is you and your husband doing such a good job? You know, the God piece is he has a plan for all of us. And it's not just for the husband and the wife, the mom and the dad. It's for the kids as well. And so 
God's part is to call us into something. And then our part is to step into that which he's calling us into. And not so that we set up a life of comfort because he's got things he wants our kids to see. He's got places he wants us to go. And he's got things he wants us to do with the gifts he's given us. And so as we stepped out onto what has become an adventure into San Francisco, we went with the mentality that we're going to do this together. Part of it was, who wants to go at anything alone? So we set out learning the city, learning the public transportation, meeting the neighbors. But we sought after doing this together, not by ourselves or, well, we're going to let Ben do it because he's the church planter. And so it was just all hands in. Uh And this does mean that our kids see things that are scary. Our kids uh, encounter emotions, and there's a lot of debriefing at home. But isn't that what we want? Mm -hmm. For our kids to see things while they live at home with us that we can help them process and understand and intercede for, as opposed to waiting until they go off to college and are exposed to this for the first time, or they go on a mission trip and are exposed to it for the first time. Well, Danny, I've been there. My kids, as Jim was mentioning, can find it um, less than exhilarating to go to church. (laughs) They, They can sometimes roll their eyes. Or they don't want to plug into the youth group or they, whatever. Um, how, how do we handle that as moms and dads with teens? How do we lean into that and help encourage church involvement? This is such a complicated topic and one that parents are facing a lot right now. Uh, churches are trying to compete with uh, social media and a fast, uh, fast-paced content society. And here you have sermons that are shortening up uh, more and more. To, to capture people's attention, and you got to start with a with a captivating story, and you need to keep people engaged. What we do in our home, and uh, as I talk to parents, I encourage them to set it up as an anticipation. What are we looking for? What is church even for? It's relational with other people, and for teenagers, there's usually a reason why they don't want to go to church. Either it's, they'll say it's boring, socially anxious. It's just very anxiety-provoking. They don't feel like they connect in the youth mm-hmm. group. They feel left out. Go to the root of that first instead of, oh, you have to go to church. Well, let's figure out why don't they want to go to church. Talk that through. Maybe they don't believe in God yet to the depth that you do. Be patient with that. That's isn't, a journey of life that we need to be on. Isn't that where parents often just correct the kids? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, you fit in fine. You're awesome. Right. Right, that it, it, doesn't help. In in that, uh, the teen would feel discounted there, yeah, uh, because there's some real fears, and sometimes they don't feel they're at the faith level of others in the youth group, mm. and that's okay. This is a journey. If your teen says, "I really just don't believe in God," don't see that as a moment of fear. Stop and pray and understand. Have understanding and compassion. It needs to penetrate deep into their soul that they believe a God truly listens to them and there's purpose to go to church. And they may uh, wane a bit on wanting to go to church. I remember those years, even myself as a teen, 16, 17, having doubts. Does, is there really a God there? Does, does God actually listen to me? Or did we mm-hmm. get duped? And this is living in a Christian home. And when I got to college, I didn't always go to church at the beginning. And then I started to notice the difference in my life when I didn't do that. And then it took that journey of me making not the best decisions and correcting the life. So as a parent, build a foundation, model why you love going to church. I encourage parents to take notes when you're at church. Have that book there to show, I'm a student of what God's trying to tell me here. 
I'm not just consuming here. I have I have some things to know and learn. And in our family, each one gets their booklet, and afterwards we're processing, mm. what was God talking to you about? Because it may be different than what he was talking to me about, yeah. and it may be important for me to hear from you at 13 what God told you because it may speak to my life. So they see the importance for our family, for all of us to be engaged, not just the parents. It's all of us in order to have a healthy home which is something teens want. Yeah, I appreciate that. And just being on the other side of the teens that don't want to go to church, I'm just going to say to the parents who are feeling like it never seems like it's going to end, yeah. and it, if it's not going to end well, give your kids some space and ask yourself, do I trust God? Do I trust God for their spiritual growth? Because you've done what you can do. Um up until the teen years. And now you got to step back and let them kind of own it. You can certainly be an influencer and a resource, but don't hover and give them some space. And if they say, I don't know, that just let them be uh, comfortable with not knowing. And um, my big phrase around the house has been, the story's not over yet. Right, so if they right. seem like they're wandering, it's okay. If they're 28 and they're still wandering, it's okay. Um, if you've planted the seeds, God can harvest and have those meal times together, have conversations. Don't let those stop. Yeah. Uh, and and ask the questions. Where are you at? And and so that way you can understand where they're at in their thoughts, their journey, and you can be commenting along the way. Yeah. At the end of the day, you want a relationship with your kid, whether or not they have this super strong uh, spiritual life like you do. You want to give them the freedom to have a spiritual growth that is at their pace, and just uh, again, just allow God to work in their lives. Um, that you're not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> well, here at Focus, we have some great resources to help you encourage your child's faith, whether they're younger or older. Uh, that parenting webpage of ours has so many helpful articles on this topic. We're going to link over to a few of those in the episode notes. And then we're also going to recommend Shauna's book, Love Where You Live, which has some really great advice to help your family learn how to serve God at church and in your neighborhood. We'll send a copy of that to you as our thank you gift when you join the support team here of Focus on the Family. We rely on your generous donations, and if you can, please make a monthly pledge of any amount or a one-time gift today. Uh, call 800-A-FAMILY or stop by the website. The uh, details are in the episode notes. Again, when you make that gift, we'll send Shauna's book to you. Next time, practical advice to help your child learn how to more naturally share their faith. And uh, for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Parents, are you looking for an informative, encouraging, and engaging resource for your teen daughter? Check out the new and improved Brio Magazine from Focus on the Family. Almost double the original size in a book-like format, this trusted, biblically-based magazine provides teen girls with inspiring stories, fashion advice, cultural insights, and positive role models. Help your teen girl live out her faith. Subscribe at BrioMagazine.com. That's BrioMagazine.com.